Thank you so much for joining me today, Jackie, uh, here with Wind River Microbes. Very excited to have you guys on and to tell me about all of the amazing things your product is doing for American producers and all of the amazing things you guys are doing at your company and even a little bit of your story. So uh, if you want to get started, could you please just introduce yourself, yourself and uh, tell me a little bit about your products as well as your company? Uh, I'm Jackie Dayberry, uh, and, and I appreciate AGA having us, you and AGA having us uh, here on this call. Um, I actually am a rancher, so I'm I'm kind of involved with the same type of industry that that your members are. I got involved with microbes through cattle, and just to give you a real brief rundown of that, I had several loads. We run a, a, a yearling operation here, and we had several loads of cattle that came in that were dying left and right. I mean, we were losing 10, 11 head a day per truck, and as any rancher knows, if you're doing it that way, it hits your pocketbook pretty hard. And uh, so my banker suggested that I contact this guy that makes microbes. And I had never really thought about uh, correcting a cow's gut to correct any health deficiencies that they have. And so I started looking into it. And I thought about whenever my I was a child and my mother would feed me chicken noodle soup when I'd get sick. I can't tell you how many people have had chicken noodle soup stuffed down them when they got sick. But I started looking at, at the principle behind that and what was she actually doing? She was actually feeding the microbes in my gut. The microbes are there designed to help you stay healthy. There's good microbes and there's bad microbes. And the idea is we want to balance that out and, and increase that beneficial population. Well, it's the same way in cattle. So these, these loads of cattle that I had come in that were sick, instead of pumping $100 worth of antibiotics in them, I started pumping some microbes in them. And healing these cattle up. So that kind of sold me. And so I started studying. I am not a biologist. I am not a scientist in any way or form or fashion. Uh, I'm just a rancher, but I had to figure out uh, a better method of doing what I needed to accomplish, which was keeping these cattle alive, you know, because like I say, you know, we get them in and we'll keep them for 45, 60 days, sometimes 90, and then we roll them and they they go on to a feedlot from there. So losing losing that kind of money every day will sure get your attention. And so I did it out of pre self-preservation. But like I say, uh, the gentleman that makes our microbes, he's been doing it for years. It's, uh, I think, been 33 or 34 years that he's been doing it. And it, it's, it's just a natural way of doing things. And like I say, those microbes are designed, they're their own ecosystem. So instead of pumping everything full of antibiotics or chemicals or things like that, which are unhealthy for consumers, in the end, uh, let's do it naturally. Do it the way God designed it. That's an amazing product. It sounds like um, sounds like it's really making a difference for folks. And so, you, this product isn't actually so it's not actually feeding the microbes, but it's the microbes themselves that you're right. putting into. Well, actually, how, how we've kind of done it here, and of course, we're we do things a little bit differently. When we run these steers through the chute. Of course, they're bulls to begin with, so we cut them, but we drench them with microbes when they come through the chute. At that point on, we give very little antibiotics. Uh, and, and in most yearling operations, you know, it's a rope them and drag them down and stick them with a needle in their butt or whatever. But uh, we found that by drenching with the microbes and, and increasing the beneficial population in their in their gut, uh we use a whole lot less antibiotics. As a matter of fact, my vet bill would run anywhere from eight to ten thousand dollars a month with antibiotics. Now, with using the microbes in in the front end, 
if it's $200 a month, it's high. Wow. So wow. It, it saved us considerably. And like I say, now we're putting out a healthier product. With our microbes, there is no withdrawal period like there is with an antibiotic. I, I've actually, we've actually taken some and we drenched them right before we killed them. I mean, within five minutes and just let them swallow it, let it get in their gut and see what happens. And then we, and we've done that with a few others, you know, we've let it sit for half a day and then we killed them to make sure that there's nothing coming out in that meat. Uh, that would hurt a consumer. Like I say, it's as God designed it. It's by design. That's, that's amazing. And that actually brings me to a point I wanted to talk to you about that I saw on your website. So I saw you discussing uh, two of your products, Balancer 2 and Reboot, that can mm-hmm. take a diversified population of beneficial bacteria to aid with bloating and intestinal gas buildup. And if a side effect of our products is reducing the carbon output of animals, you should see reductions in antibiotics and increased food conversion rates that are getting better returns on the increasing cost of feed. So it looks like this product is a, is a great way to help producers increase their ROI and ultimately become a more profitable operation. Is that the case? Absolutely, it is. And, and let's say, let's use a, a cow calf operation, for instance. Um, we've got 350 mama cows here. So, you know, we, we do raise a few calves. But what we have found is by feeding that cow, and we keep the balancer two in their water prior to calving, and you don't have to do this year round. If you will keep that balancer two in their water, say 30 days prior to calving, that boosts not only your cow, but when that calf is born, some of those beneficials will transfer onto that calf. And typically what happens is if you've ever seen um, calves two, three, four days old when their mom goes to the bathroom, they're over there sniffing around on it uh, and they will actually inhale some of those microbes. Well, they can inhale bad microbes from that. Let's let's say that cow happened to have some E. coli in her gut and she passes it through. Well, when that calf gets over there and sniffs in it or lays around in it or whatever, he's ingesting that. And, and at that point in time, that baby calf doesn't have an immune system strong enough to fight that E. coli. And so then you got a problem. And by keeping it in that cow's water 30 days prior to calving, and then generally ah, three, two to three months after she's calved, that calf, as it gets older, will start sniffing around in that water and, you know, maybe not necessarily drinking right off the bat, but sure enough, putting his nose down in it because mama's doing it. And he will pick up those microbes that's in that water. And that alone, I know I raise cutting horses. And a lot of folks in the cutting horse industry and performance horse industry will give their foals IgG when it's born. Well, it's an immunoglobulin. And so all they're doing is trying to boost that immunity in that foal. Well, simply by keeping the, the microbes in the water, a foal will do the same thing that a calf will do. And they'll start sniffing around in that water and eventually start drinking it. Well, that boosts that immune system. And anytime you can you can enhance those immunities right off the bat, uh, you can grow a bigger, stronger calf, a healthier calf. I guess big picture, you know, because I see a lot of the different benefits that, that this plays. Um, one of them, the microbes, one of them being the availability of, of foods in places that we typically don't see these nutrition nutritionally dense uh, produce and other things like that. In fact, you guys had even worked with... Uh, some folks from Oklahoma City that had um, worked to, it looks like, speed up germination, enabling her to provide more nutrient-dense foods that commun- for communities that are often going without that. How does Wind River Microbes help to further the access to healthy 
foods and communities that are typically going without. Whenever you apply microbes to the, our microbes to the soil, basically I call it a probiotic for the soil, but, but it's really not a probiotic because what makes a probiotic is lactobacillus. Our microbes contain no, our formulations don't contain any lactobacillus, uh, but the effect is the same as a probiotic. And like I say, whenever you apply that to the soil, those root systems, be it a be it a freshly germinated seed or whatever, uh, will will pick up those microbes, and they actually they actually those microbes will actually carry nutrients. So they cycle nutrients out of the air, they take them down into the ground, they store them, and whenever that plant root sends a chemical signal to that microbe and says, hey, I need nitrogen or I need phosphorus or whatever it needs, uh, that microbe will get their specific species that go and get it and bring it back into the plant. So those microbes are actually carrying that nutrient just like you would feed a baby. They carry it into the plant. Then once that microbe has completed its duty, it turns around and it leaves that plant. Basically, what we have done is we have tricked the, the root system of plants using these formulations, trick the root system into, into thinking it's hungry all the time. And if you think about yourself sitting at the local Whataburger is what we have around here for a hamburger shop. You know, if my mouth is only open about that wide, I'm not going to get a very big bite of hamburger. But if I open my mouth up and take a bite big as my mouth is, I can probably, you know, take half a hamburger in. <laughs> But that's what we've done to the root system. So we trick those roots into thinking that they're hungry all the time. And so they're constantly, they're getting, we're getting a 99% nutrient uptake with, it doesn't matter whether it's grass, whether it's wheat, whether it's a tree you're trying to grow or whatever, we're getting that nutrient uptake due to that, that those receptors staying open in those root systems. Which is super important, I guess, when you think about the long-term sustainability of, of just grass-fed in general. Right? Absolutely. Farming practices have just completely, the conventional farming practices that have been used for years and years have completely depleted the soils to where we can't get the type of the type of nutrient density that, that we need, I guess, and the microbes in the soils to where we're not able to produce foliage at the levels that we need to, to really have a successful grass-fed operation unless we're using products like this that are quickly restoring that. For us. Exactly. Well, and, and, you know, you guys are in Colorado. We've got customers all over the all over the world basically right now we happen to be treating some coffee plants in uh, Costa Rica if you if you think about it I, I can walk out here on my place and if I walk 10 foot the soil might change the soil composition itself I mean we're a hard pack red clay here in Oklahoma and it's the the soil is nutrient dense because it's so compact our root systems don't grow well and so you've either got you got to go in with some kind of a mechanical means uh, or you have to apply something that opens up those aggregates in the soil and allow oxygen to get in there and allow moisture retention and all that type of thing. And these microbes do exactly that. If you think about it, they're their own ecosystem and, and they are designed for certain uses. And when we as man try to go in and mess with that, be it mechanical tillage or whatever, we mess up that ecosystem. And the idea, my idea of regenerative agriculture is rebuilding those ecosystems where they can work and function as God intended. And that's exactly what we've done. We, we call it bugs in a jug. We're trying to help people 
get to that regenerative process like AGA does, trying to help them get away from so much chemical input, so many fertilizers applied. I understand that there are cases in, let's say in sand, let's say I've got a place down here on Red River and it's, you know, you can dump a cup of water in it and you never see it again. Well, using these microbes because they're their own little ecosystem and they have to have sugars and carbohydrates to live, they will actually work. The same formula will work in a hard packed clay as it will in a deep sandy river soil. And what happens is in a clay, it will take those particles and it will break them apart. Like I say, where a root system can grow better, or you take it to a sandy soil. And when you apply them there, it actually takes those sand particles and welds them together where they will hold water. Wow. The same. And And don't ask me how it does it because I am not a scientist. But it works, that same formula will work anywhere in the world. And the other beauty is, is that it works with indigenous microbes. What I mean by that is, you know, even here on my place, if, if I go, go 20, 30 foot away, chances are I'm going to have the same type of microbes. But if a cow happened to poop right there, there there's going to be some different microbes in that one spot. Well, if I go from Southern Oklahoma to Colorado, your microbes are going to be different. Your indigenous microbes are going to be different than what I have. That's how God designed it. And so what we did is we, when we were figuring out these formulas, we figured out microbes that would work with any indigenous microbes. I don't care if you take it here or you take it to Europe or wherever that they will work. And the reason that they do work is because we have some species of of bacteria and fungi in there that are very conducive to horizontal gene transfer. And so what that does, they will basically replicate. If they need another species of bacteria in the soil, they they will tag other microbes and turn those into that species that's needed. So there's no micromanaging. They're, they're, they do their own little thing and they figure out what belongs and what doesn't belong. And if they need more of something else, then they'll create it themselves. Leave them alone, let them create it. And so all we've done is provide them with that solution to be able to fix their problem. Amazing your product is, it really is. Now, one of the things I saw listed as one of your, your main goals uh, uh, for, your, for your product as being a steward of the land is the intent to utilize practices that maintain the current agricultural production to meet our needs without compromising the ability for the future generations to meet their needs. I, I think that's really in line with AGA's values and in, in, in what we put forward and what we want folks to do in, um, in, in caring for the land, caring for the animals and preserving this all for future generations. Um, what, what influence did that company value have on your decision to end up going with an AGA product approval? Well, it, it had a lot of influence. And I'll tell you why. If you think back to the beginning of the, the creation of Earth, when, you know, I'm a Christian person, so I believe in the Bible. And I, and I believe that in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So when this earth was created, the 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 coolest tool that God gave us were microbes. And as far as our discovery of what they do and what they're capable of, it's still very new. Um, You know, we've known about microbes and microorganisms for years, but we just now have the technology to really study them deep. We've got the microscopes. We've got all that fancy stuff that we need. But there again, it was it was given to us in the beginning. And due to urbanization and environment and, you know, mechanical mean, all kinds of stuff, we have destroyed 
me included. We have we have destroyed our soils. And if we're going to regenerate and and make our soils better for if I had kids, great great grandkids, things like that, we've got to do something different. We've got to make a change and get back to the old days. And now I'm not saying throw away your tractors and let's go back to mules, but I am saying when we look at our soil ecosystems, we need to get a lot of the chemicals out of there. I understand that on occasion we need to use fertilizer, but you don't have to put down, uh, you know, your expensive fertilizer that you get up here at the co-op. There are organic methods of doing that. And those organic methods are very, um, very much enjoyed by microbes. Let's say you take take uh, a bunch of cow manure and you go spread it on a pasture. Those microbes love it because that's rich organic matter. And so what they do is they they will take that organic matter and they break it down into humus, which is usable by the plants. It's good for the soil and it's usable by the plants. So, you know, I know we've taken cornfields where they've left corn stubble up yay much or so and just sprayed microbes on top of that and those microbes will disintegrate uh, those corn that corn stubble. And so it takes it down into organic matter which is converted to humus and they're again usable by the plants. So it's all a recycle kind of a deal, but it works. Hey, I'm sold. I, I, hear, <laughs> I hear better, less antibiotics, better feed conversion rates. You're growing more foliage. The animals are healthier. I, I mean, what else could you ask? Look at the uh, economy that we're living in right now. Our economy is not great, right? So from a ranching standpoint, I want to help Farmers, ranchers, agriculturalists in general, I don't care if you've got a, a 10 by 10 garden out here. I want to help you produce the best, safest food for your family that you possibly can. Not everybody is family, but I try to treat people in that respect. And so, uh, you know, if, if it's not something that I wouldn't do for my family, I don't recommend it to somebody else. I've actually had people drink these microbes. So they are they are one hundred percent safe to use any way you want to. Wow, that is so impressive. That is incredible. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you a little story right quick, uh, and you can use it if you want to, or you don't have to. But I'm going I'm to give you the story. There was a guy out in California that was a paraplegic, um, and because he had been sitting so long, he got a, a staph infection on his hind end in his wheelchair. And so he went in for surgery. Well, he had some of our soil care out there that he was treating his pistachio trees with. And he had been reading on microbes. And he said, what happens if I spray this stuff on my sore? I said, it'll heal it. Anyway, that staph infection, he ended up getting, get, he, they, they had to do a, a skin, skin graft on him. Well, after they did the skin graft, he ended up getting gangrene. Yeah, gangrene. And he said, so I took this and I sprayed it on my behind where I had, because they were fixing to cut some chunks out of him. And he started spraying that soil care on his gangrene, went back to his doctor and his doctor's eyes were like this. He said, what have you done? And he said, what do you mean? And he said, you're, you're healing beautifully. What have you done? And he said, oh, I'm spraying fertilizer on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The doctor, of course, was like, what? Oh <laughs> well, no, it wasn't fertilizer, but he was providing beneficial microbes, obviously, where they were needed. 
and he healed himself. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Think about it. Think about the chicken noodle soup that mama fed you when you were sick. You ingest that. It goes down. Those noodles are carbohydrates. They feed those good beneficial microbes, allow them to multiply. And, And here's another thing to consider. Okay. When we're talking about pathogens, we're talking about a virus. We just got over the coronavirus, right? A natural coronavirus, you can very easily cure with microbes. Anything that's GMO is a different story. It's it's not that it can't be done, but it's difficult because it's basically like a synthetic compared to a natural, right? So what actually creates a pathogen? Why does a cow get sick? Why do you get sick? What happens is microbes work like gangs. You've seen gangs in these big cities. Well, what happens is somebody comes in and they pick a fight with somebody, right? Well, the little guy, he can't fight this big dude that he's just picked a fight with. So he calls all of his buddies in, says, hey, come back me up. So 20 of his buddies come in to, to fight for him. That one gang has taken over that individual person and microbes will do the same thing. So A bacteria does not become pathogenic until there is an overpopulation of them. Until they have reached a quorum, there's an overpopulation of them, and then a pathogen can become bad. Be straight up honest with you. We have some microbes in our formula that that most people will consider bad, but they're balanced. So there is a, a proper balance of beneficial to bad stuff. And those bad stuff are in there because they have the ability to transfer genes horizontally so they can become a good, good thing. And they do. So, I, I mean, I, th- I think anybody that's listening to this that has sense must be, must be sold on this product. I guess the most important question we need to ask is where can we get our hands on this? Well, we actually sent out an email, I think, to all of your members uh, with a link to a secure portal on our website. Our website is windrivermicrobes.com. And if you will go to the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, the very bottom of the page, there is a, you'll see a lock down there and it says AGA member login. And so if you'll click on that login, you can log in and you can actually get our products right there. We, we've done this specifically for AGA. Now, and I, I do want to point out just because we're going to have some folks that are probably listening that aren't going to be members as well, but that are probably surely interested in what you have to offer. Sure. That- not, we're not cutting you guys out of the equation at no. microbes.com. You guys can see all of the same products and uh, not get access to all the same deals. Those are from members. <laughs> but please go check it out. Get your hands on these products. Go give the Wind River Microbes some love on social media, on their website. This can make a difference. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not real technologically advanced, <laughs> but we, are, we do have a Facebook page. We do have an a Instagram page. So we're on some social media sites and yeah, come visit us. We always pop up with new little stories and things to do. I mean, the latest is dumping microbes down your toilet to keep your septic tank clean. There are all kinds of uses for this product. This is just amazing. I will tell you, I have cleaned bacon grease out of a pan with it. Um, I've kept my septic tank clean. (laughs) I I clean my tractors with it. Healed that one man's behind. I mean, it's... it's, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're, we're just in the beginning phases of really finding out what all these microbes are capable of. But 
in my humble opinion, I believe that that was God's gift to us in the very beginning. He gave us the tools that we needed to heal things. Now we're figuring out how to use them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today, Jackie. Um, I feel like I learned a ton. I hope that everybody else that's listening did too. Um, I, uh, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your time very much. Absolutely. I, I thank you for having us. And we are super excited to be part of AGA uh, because you guys are, you know, what you're doing, we're, we're doing also. So we align perfectly. And, and I love that parallel.